The only thing keeping me going is that I'm not a cat lady. You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. If you guys missed us last week, just imagine how much we missed you. But listen, we are bringing some heat on today's episode, bringing in baseball head coach Scott Jackson for some drama on the diamond. Now from our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon. Welcome back to work, Matt Warner. I'm excited to see that you've actually wanted to do a podcast this week. Flames Nation is like wondering where, yeah. why we just disappeared. It's actually Rhett and I's decision. We just need it a week away. <laughs> a breather. Uh, yeah, yeah rest, relaxation. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's what up. happens when you're parents and, you know, overworked with baseball, softball. You know what? I, I guess we kind of are her parent. When it's, you say yeah, that? it's yeah, a little bit like that. We co- co-parent. Yeah, yeah, that's similar. So today's guest is Scott Jackson, and I was in his office doing um, a feature for Mother's Day a couple of days ago, and he's just like, Emily, I feel really bad for you. I feel like Rhett and Matt on the podcast are super hard on you, and like, are you okay? You know, I sat down, we set it up like a therapist counseling session, wow. and I like just shared with him all of my hurts and complaints. But here we are. But here we are. Yeah, we here we are. Uh, did did you tell him that you handle all of that with was it feminine, feminine grace? grace? <laughs> you guys had that at the same time. That was yeah. great timing. Yeah. It reminds me of Miss Congeniality. I know every every guy has seen that movie, even though they won't admit it. But it's like. <laughs> Feminine Grace. Yeah. Hey, Matt's like, speak for here, yourself. Here's, here's a little Red. tease. After we talk to Scott Jackson, I've got a new review I want to read for you. So just oh, really? a little okay. tease. So stick like around. It. Oh, boy. All right. Let's get to the conversation. Now joined by Liberty Baseball head coach Scott Jackson. Scott, finally, you yeah. are joining us on the Flame Central podcast. You know, this is your second time here with the Liberty Flames. You were named the head coach back in 2016. Just finished up a sweep over Bellarmine, and that um, ended in some pretty uh, awesome fashion. Yeah. I don't know if we want to relive that for a second. Well, I just want to say, first off, and this is actually a question from my wife. I told her, yeah, you know, last night, yeah, Scott Jackson's come on, and they watch all the games right at home. Awesome. They're huge yeah. fans of the broadcaster. Has nothing uh, to do with the play-by-play. Right. Play <laughs> they, they love Alan nothing. York. Huge Alan York dead, fans. Dead uh, yeah. yeah, and so she's like, Ask him what goes through your mind in the top of the ninth when you give up a home run to give up the lead. Because what went through my mind, and I swear the very first thing I thought of when Liberty goes down in the ninth on that three-run home run is, oh, man, he's not going to want to come on the podcast if they don't hang <laughs> on, if they don't come back and win this. Oh, my God. Obviously. That's, yeah, right. it was all, that, yeah, that's my first thought. Like, oh, no, this is not going well. You know, uh, I mean, it's happened to me before. Uh, I think the shock of our bullpen and their success all year long and then – Right. What do you mean? This this doesn't happen to us. Um, you know, it's the game. It's part of it. I, I just, you know, the the memory I'll take away from that is is going back out to coach third base after it happened, and then the energy in the dugout, like it wasn't manufactured. Yeah. It wasn't fake rah rah. It was like it really felt like we're gonna find a way to do this. You know, Jake Wilson gets an infield single, and I'll be honest, I'm thinking Gulakowski or Matthew here, uh, the wind's blowing out. Yeah. 
you know, boys just get one in the air and it sounds good now because it happened. <laughs> but that's what I mean. That was that yeah. was all I think all of us were thinking that, you know, is he going to bunt Gulakowski? Uh uh-uh. uh. You know, right. like just pop it up there in the air and let's see what happens. So uh, I just love these kids, man. It's it, it's just fun. It's just I told him in the locker room yesterday, like I just want to play tomorrow, and I tell him that all the time. You know, like I just want to play with you guys and be out there with you guys, and it's just to find different ways to win games. It's been cool. In a moment like that, okay. So obviously, both sides been yapping at each other a little yeah, bit in that game. Yeah, it's it's getting pretty feisty. Are you pro bat flip with Matthew or anti bat? Yes. Flip? Which one are you? No, I am one hundred percent Trey Todd. Oh yeah! <laughs> yes. Oh, that was awesome! Yeah, yeah. 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 I think in that moment, it, right. yeah, yeah, flip the bat and do your deal. <laughs> that is what baseball so, needs. Yeah, yeah, you're from that. Yeah, so there's a lot of that out there right now. Like, yeah. you know, this is too much, and there's some home run celebrations that maybe kind of teeter on, hey, respect the game. Uh, but if you just look at what's going on at the major league level, I think. Um, Major League Baseball, trickle-down, college baseball, we need some of that. You know, maybe not to the extent that some of it is, but I think it's a good thing. Well, a meaningful home run like that. No doubt. I'm, I'm, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Like, I get it if you're like, okay, it's a 4-1 ball game, and, you know, in the third inning, it's like, yeah, yeah. did you need all that? Not you know necessary. I mean? But, yeah, I mean, have fun. Like, that's what it's about. Absolutely. You only get to do this once. Yep. Enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think about how many times you've hit a – I mean, if you're a player, how many – how many times do you get to enjoy that moment? Right. And I think you can you can put a stamp on it with that for sure. Well, it's been quite a season for you guys. I don't know if you've paid much attention to some other sports around uh, Liberty, but oh, yeah. you guys are um, required to win an A-Sun championship. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, like, that's like a yeah. thing. Like yeah. Everybody's yeah. winning know, uh, conference championships. You guys right now have a 14-1 conference yeah. record. Is What is it about this team that makes it so special and, and so successful as well? I just, you know, there's a lot of leadership. Uh, there's a lot of older players uh, that have established, I think, the culture that we want in our program. I won't say the culture had to be changed when we got here five years ago. I just think we wanted to just really ratchet it up to this is what – and I'll remember the first talk we had with the coffee shop thing. Up yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And talking about building the program around the pitching and the defense and getting the kids to buy into that. And so you've got Locke, you've got McDyer, you've got Wagner, you've got Matthew, you've got Jalen, and then everybody else, you know, sees that. And that's how we won in 19. We didn't light it up. We didn't hit 300 as a team. But those kids, they just believe in what we're trying to do as a coaching staff. And then you add in the stuff that goes on that I'm probably and don't need to be privy to with just conversations in the locker room and you know older players mentoring younger players and then you bring the guys in from the transfer portal so you bring six players in from the transfer portal and I'll be honest I'm thinking is this the right thing yeah. you know with older guys that are coming from other programs and you know we need to make sure I mean this is something that obviously in any organization is extremely important to have that culture and to have that established and those older guys saw that because of the older players in our program said, this is how we do it. And they have, I mean, it's just it, the group. I mean, I just love talking about them. Like how much time do we have? You know, like I, it is. It's All just, day. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. I mean, and then, you know, they, they interview, I'm, I'm not a real emotional person, but you know, I, I've found myself in, in just talking about Trey McDyer and Cam Locklear with some of our marketing people, Jalen with you yeah, the other yeah. day. I mean, you just, 
you don't realize, I don't realize, and then I'm, they're going to be gone one day and that's going to be really hard on me. And it just, to savor the time that we have together, I try to talk to the guys about that because they don't realize it. They're young and they're just rolling right through this season. And then all of a sudden it, it it's just, it's going to happen. Yeah. Boom. It's, you know, so let's just enjoy the time that we have together because we're never probably all going to be together after this year again. I don't know if you read what you signed before coming on the show, but no emotions are allowed. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, no. Central podcast. Different emotions right. here. Yeah. yeah. We were talking on actually on the broadcast, Al and I, about that influx of transfers and, and how well they have meshed. Yep. Do you feel like, and in talk, hearing these guys talk, hearing, uh, you know, Jake Wilson do interviews and some of these guys, it seems like they've put their personal like accolades aside and all I'm hearing from these guys is we just want to get to a regional. We just want to get, do you feel like those guys have been the right, have had the right attitude coming in where they're like, man, this is my last chance yep. for some of them. Like all I want is that team success. Maybe I've had the the individual success at my last stop, but that doesn't matter anymore. I just want to see this team succeed. Have you seen that from that group of guys? There's, there's no question. I mean, I think it starts with, you know, being selfless, but but hey, some of them have never won before yeah. at this level. So I think, you know, winning's like a drug. You start getting addicted to that. You get addicted to the postseason. It's completely a failure if you don't get there. They see that we start two and five, and then we end up going something like twenty eight and three after that. And it starts, you know, you start getting that. You know, it's just c- kind of that momentum with it, and they see that. But you 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 look at those kids. Trevor DeLate, Jake Wilson, Aaron Anderson, um, you know, the Dylan Cummings, like, you know, even Tyler Germanowski. I mean, they they all have accepted their role um, in a good way and not satisfied with it, but accepted this is who I need to be. This is who this team needs me to be. And it in and I'm good with that because yeah. we're we're gonna win. And so they all want to be drafted. They all sure. want to get that shot, but um, you're going to have memories for the rest of your life with these guys, and you know, Lord willing, it plays out like it, like we we want it to. But just enjoying the the process with these guys has been a blast. Hearing you speak, it reminds me of a thought I had the other day, and that is, Liberty is not only a special place for players, but also for coaches. And I, I think when we look back, like Richie could have had other options before this year. Hugh could have as well. We've heard rumblings in the past that you could have had other options. What is it now about Liberty that's making a special place for a coach that wants to stay? Not a stepping stone to another bigger job, but a place where, you know, I could stay here for a while and build something special. Winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ian's just, it, you know, it starts with him. It starts with Mickey. I just think Ian has a vision for this place that, you know, when you come from a Baylor, I mean, you, you just do your research like Baylor they were winning in, I think, one sport when he got there, and that was baseball. And now let's fast forward. Like and, everything. And, <laughs> okay, uh, newsflash, yeah. Lynchburg, Liberty, uh, the same thing's happening. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I just think the people in your life um, make you want to stay here. I, I, I came here and interviewed. I was on the road recruiting, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go up there and interview. A lot of the same people were here when I was an assistant coach here and you just walk away from here with that feeling that there's more to this than just the winning. And, and that now I'm, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but when you, when you have good people around you and you win and you have leadership that goes with that, you just don't get that everywhere. You just, you, you really don't. And to, to be able to have that here, 
Uh, I, I'm not surprised that Richie wants to stay. I'm not surprised Coach Freeze wants to stay. I want to stay. I mean, it's just you, you just start to get that. The grass isn't greener on the other side. I want to be part of something that's bigger than myself, not just for the the winning in the baseball, but also for, you know, what I think this place is all about. And that's just impacting kids in their lives because they're going to take stuff with them from Liberty that they're not going to take at other places. It just is what it is. I know we talked to you before about when you decided to leave North Carolina to come be a head coach for the first time. You said, I don't even know if I, if I want to do that yet. You know, you were in a good spot. You enjoyed where you were looking back now. What would you say is maybe your biggest area of growth as a head coach? Over these five years, where where have you grown the most? You feel like over this time span? God, that's that's an awesome question. Uh, I haven't. He really... took it from my sheet. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm the producer, and I send out the questions uh, yeah. the night before. Uh, I would I, I would just say um, I, I would say being able to try and take a step back uh, when you're an assistant coach. I think you get a chance to. Um, maybe be closer to the players than you do as the head coach. I, I remember seeing when I first got here, players just they 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 maybe kind of look at you out of the corner of their eye a little bit. They they don't approach you like because I mean when I was an assistant at North Carolina, you just you're just in the cages with the guys. You know they let their hair down a little bit more. More comes out, um, and and I think I've grown the most in trying to talk to the kids a little bit more um, and and just really try to bridge that gap and and build that trust yeah so from a an assistant coach standpoint it was I, I want you I, I want your trust because I'm gonna make you a better player so you need to trust me and what I'm trying to teach you defensively or what I'm trying to teach you offensively now I think the trust needs to be from a head coach I care about you way more than just how many you know, home runs you can yeah. hit and how hard you can throw the ball. It has to just – you have to really get, get that. And, and we talk about it. Like that's the one thing that we have to have. Everything else, you can not like me at times. We can agree to disagree at times. But don't let that trust be violated between both of us and, and everything usually ends up being where it needs to be. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. Like I think we've all probably had coaches in our lives where it felt like all they wanted was like, what can you, the athlete, give me so we can win? And that was it. Yeah. Whereas I feel like, and we've been at enough practices and things and seen you interacting with your team, where one day I was out there and I was like, man, he really cares about like how can I help you get better? Right. And not just so you can give me something, but like so you can enjoy this, yeah. so that you can succeed. Like I want to help you get better. And then even – you remember uh, Sean McNally, the former yeah, Duke yeah, coach. He yeah. called a few games, yeah. and we were on a call, uh, the three of us, before the series. And he later that weekend, he was like, man, you know what? Scott just has such a passion for his players. Like, you can see it. You can see how much he cares about those guys. And that you can't measure that, but I'm pretty sure it does equal win somehow oh, because no you know guys want to play for you. They want to succeed, and they see that you care about them and their success. Yeah, I, I mean, you just – like one thing I always try to do is, you know, look at the kids. Hey, man, how's it going? You know, how you doing? Uh, um, I've been in some programs where maybe the head coach doesn't really talk to the 35th guy on the roster, yeah. you know, and, it, and it's, you know, when you start getting that like, oh, okay, so it's a, I have to perform for, for you to be able to, 
you know, kind of embrace the relationship part of it, that, you know, that's just wrong um, on, on my end of it. But you're right. I mean, if you just, if you'll, if you'll do the right things as far as just making sure each kid's experience is as good as it can be playing time aside, success aside, then the winning part takes care of itself. I, I think, you know, I think our staff has done a great job of just trying to stay engaged with everybody on the roster, the way we practice, how we practice, giving live opportunities in the batter's box and on the mound during the week, you know, just trying to keep those kids moving forward. Um, and it's, you know, it's worked. Yeah. Coach, being a, a head coach, you're in, in charge of the game management. Can yeah. you take me back, or is there a specific call that you've made in the past that still keeps you up at night and you're just thinking in your head, that mm-hmm. was so stupid? <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, I didn't. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'm pretty so, straightforward. I'm sorry. Or, or the other side as well. Is there Emily, one you're like, yeah. that was the, I pushed yeah. the right I'm button. very negative. Yeah, she tends Emily to, says we're hard on people. Emily's yeah, negative? She's just, yeah, she, no. she tends to say. Just, I just... See, I, no, oh, no, 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 don't even give me a call that you're so proud of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you no, know, you, it's, what is it? Failure first? I don't know. Book that I'm trying to write. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But <laughs> no, like, I, I just find that, like, a lot of times when you make stupid decisions, that leads to making better game management decisions right. in the future. Yeah, right? no, like, no, you learn I, a lesson. I went through that. I sent a runner at third base from third base. I was coaching third base at North Carolina. I sent a runner up at Maryland one night. I didn't. So if you're coaching third, you know, your vision is always more to center field and to right field. And I didn't really notice the left fielder had had really, you know, moved in. We had our best runner, Mike Cavasini, at second base. The ball goes through the left side of the infield. And I'm just thinking, yep, I'm I, I, uh. <laughs> oh, and I just remember uh, this year I didn't send gray bets on a sack fly from Will Wagner at Campbell on um, the, the I think we were. We were either down a run. It was a one-run game. That would have tied the game, or that would have given us our third run, I think, to go up three to one. But I had Aaron Anderson in the on-deck circle. So if it's a tweener, am I going to take the bat out of Aaron's hands and get Gray thrown out at the plate? Gray's an average runner. You know, so there, there's just so much that you you try to think about before things develop. But then all of a sudden, okay, here it is. The ball's up in the air. The right fielder's, he's moving towards the plate, maybe towards the line. Do you send him? And I've got about maybe five seconds to say, yeah, we're going. Or no, 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 stay here. And I, I told Gray to stay because I had already previously thought about, hey, if there's a tweener sack. I mean, you have to really think ahead, you know, when yeah. you're coaching third. Um, the sack bunt's not a, you know, not really something I like to do. So you're always saying, okay, am I going to give them an out here? Like yesterday with McDyer, I'm thinking – Gosh, do I bunt McDyer here, you know, just to get another run? Um, and so my evaluation of it is anytime if you sack bunt, does that run, you know, did you score that run check? Um, and we end up popping one out, you know, with Brady Gulkowski. Yeah. It was a two out deal, but so I, I get the green check on that one <laughs> instead of the Gosh, X, but, listening to that, I would yeah. be a terrible head coach. I cannot make decisions. But the game slows down for you just the more you're out there and you start to – and the same thing goes on the mound. You know, like, okay, all of a sudden, if we get in trouble here, you know, do we have somebody ready to cover, you know, the, yeah. the situation? So you're thinking, okay, I've got no problem sending Emily out there, but if she gets in trouble, Rhett's got to get us out of it. If Rhett gets us out of it, do we want to send him back out for the eighth? 
um, and let him because some guys are really good coming out of the bullpen yeah. and getting you out of the inning, and then all of a sudden that adrenaline shot isn't there. Can they mm-hmm. go back out yeah. in big mo- leverage moments? You know, so you have to know your kids that way. And Matt's great. Matt Matt Williams is you know he's he's got that vision and he, he thinks ahead. You know, similar to what I do. Do you almost? feel bad or feel like you need to apologize for just the sheer amount of depth you have on the mound no I mean I mean like like you look at at the other teams in this conference and obviously we're just playing one half you know with the divisions and all that stuff but it's like your seventh guy out of the bullpen in a lot of cases would be the first or second guy out of the bullpen somewhere like the sheer depth you have is insane yeah it's um, I mean it's it's how you win, and I've I've gone. On, I mean, this time last year, we're sitting around with nothing to do, right? And here's mm-hmm. the transfer portal, and Matt is is literally going with down the list with each kid, checking his numbers, and then we have synergy, you yeah. know, so you can get on the the video and actually watch these kids throw. Um, and then you've got a scout in Atlanta telling us that there's a kid at Lander named Frazier Ellard who's very intriguing, and uh, in a normal draft, we would have drafted him or I'd have had him in. And, yeah hey, you need to probably take a look at him. And so you just go back and look at how everybody's path um, is now crossed here to get, and it's really cool to just see how all this transpired. Uh, but you can never have enough arms, man, yeah. and you can never – I mean, we covered – we've covered – we, the last two weekends, we've covered Trey Gibson, who didn't get out of the second, yep. and we've covered Nick Willard, who didn't get out of the first. I mean, there's some teams that I've been on where – you're just if that happens, you just have to cash your chips in and say, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna try to win tomorrow because you know we're we're not gonna burn through all of our arms here trying to get you know to the end of it." For your for yourself, when you look at this journey that you're on, how special is it for you that your boys get to be a part of it? Oh, yeah. And do you have a favorite memory, like either on the field or off the field, where it's just a funny moment with them interacting with the guys? I mean, when we first got here now, they would throw Tyler in the laundry bin and they would. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, and the same thing happened with Ryan at North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, I don't like to go in the locker room unless it's like I, th- I feel like that's the player's space to, mm. to, to let that be their deal. Um, but it, I, I walked by it at North Carolina and I mean, I don't know what they were doing, but Ron, <laughs> Ryan's in the laundry thing. They're spinning him around. And, you know, he looks like he's about to throw up and then we get here and Tyler's about that age and they're doing the same yeah. thing. So the, I mean, they, my fear is that they don't appreciate what uh, they have. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, now Tyler and Ryan are to the age where, I mean, Tyler's out there taking ground balls with Cam Locklear and Ty Peters and Ethan McCormick so at cool. shortstop, yeah. you know, so he thinks, you know, yeah, this is something I should get to do every day. And, you know, I just it's it's really cool to have him around. And, but but it's and, and I don't want to talk about this much because I'll get emotional with it. But the way our players have treated my sons and just the growth that they get being around not just baseball, but like just the life talk, the dugout talk. I mean, they probably know way more than I did, <laughs> that whether, whether that's good or yeah. bad. I don't right, know. right. Yeah. <laughs> If you were in charge of college baseball, mm. what's one or two things that you would change? Well, there's only one thing that needs to change first before the rest of it can get where it needs to go. But there's there's not enough opportunity in our sport for players who don't come from the right socioeconomic background. And when you have 11.7 scholarships – Let's say you're 13 years old. You're an unbelievable basketball, baseball, and football player, 
at some point along the way, somebody probably taps you on the shoulder and says, you know, you could be a great baseball player, but you're going to have to, you're going to have to pay a lot of money to play college baseball. You don't have to pay anything to play basketball or football at the division one college level. Uh, that bothers me. Um, you know, there's some other things that go into that, that I think um, are, are ways down the road for us uh, just from a title nine standpoint. But I think when we can start to get opportunities for any young man, whether or not he can afford it, um, you know, that that's where our game is going to continue to just really blow up and get where it needs to go. The other part of it is the financial aid. And it's just not a level playing field in college. Mm. Some schools have a state lottery with, you know, the academic financial aid. Other schools have need based aid. Other schools have endowment. You know, there's just it, it's just it, you look at the, the programs that win on a regular basis. Uh, they've got some type of financial aid there that other schools just don't have. Mm, that's oh, wow, that's a really good point. I never even thought of that. Yeah, it's big time differences uh, across the board. I mean, there's some endowments out there that that will meet 100% of your family's needs. So as long as you don't make too much money, you don't have to pay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. wow. That's crazy. Well, I attempted to go to the game on Friday night. I don't know if you were actually paying attention to <laughs> yeah, right. managing he was like, the game. He, or He texted during you the game. You told me like, you were going to go. Yeah. I showed up. And, and one thing I want you to work on, Coach, oh boy, is Goodness. allowing four-legged friends. Okay, I snuck okay. in around the back. Good for you. Side <laughs> <laughs> around the back side of the stadium, where so like, uh, yeah, left field. That's what I right? tell people. Like if you that yeah, so you she watched from the bullpen. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but I was like, oh well, no one. Literally, no one is over here. Yeah. I'll just bring, you know, Stanley and Bacon, you know, the oh, men's golf dogs. mascot. Um, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> we'll just bring them around and no one's over here. Yeah. They'll, they are so well behaved. You know, Stanley only ran on to left field once. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. So we get kicked out within five minutes. Really? They're like, it's weird because we saw people with the dog at the stadium, I think it was Saturday or Sunday. And he's like, you're not allowed to have pets. I'm like, well, technically, if you talk to my psychiatrist, he's oh, an emotional. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. one of like, those. Okay, this right. is a crazy lady. Yeah. I'm out of yeah. here. No, I'm kidding. But we have bark in the. We've right. had bark. I know, in the but I need bark. that to be every night. Okay. Uh, every night. Well, well, I'll work on it. Maybe we. Maybe you no, get like just a little, on the field a pet section. Yeah, yeah, like a pet section on the. I see what like you're saying. Like on the like on the field, like on that little. Grass, like little mount hump, or thing. back over know. there by the flame train or something. There you go. You yeah, know, yeah. Well, there was like an event. We tried to get in there. Because if I'm a dog, I don't want to climb the hill. You right. Know, yeah. Up and yeah. down. Up and the down. The hill has provided so many great moments, though, from kids going after foul balls. Did you, dude, did you see that? That, that <laughs> yeah, was unbelievable. Yeah, people just roll. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. I I told Jalen that you got he, you got nothing on that. <laughs> right. Guy. I, that's, yeah. <laughs> Even our fans are making sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We close uh, the podcast interview with what was your favorite play of the season so far? Oh, golly. Um, I'll have to say Logan Matthews just because um, of everything that kind of went on and how that all transpired. But there was a play at UCF that Jalen Guy made uh, that basically saved the moment, saved the game. Uh, we end up sweet. We, we won the game by a run. Uh, and we sweep that series, and we go on to click off. I think it was was it thirteen in a row yeah. or something. Mm. 
And so I, I, I don't know if that play kind of just changed our season. Uh, I like to think it did. Um, the thing about Jalen that people don't understand, if you come watch his take batting practice every day, like Jalen does this all yeah. the time. <laughs> And, so and, you're like your kids. You're just used to it. Yeah, like you're just, just taking advantage. Yeah, of we're, we're all, and, and it was fun to watch like the transfers. Like Aaron Anderson's one. He, he, he talks a lot and he's great to be around when you're around the cage and he's sitting there watching Jalen and he's like, this, this guy's on. Oh my gosh, this guy's unbelievable. And everybody's like, <laughs> what you? that's a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah it's, it's, it's no big deal to us. And so when he makes those catches in practice, it's like everybody's like, yep, yeah, there's another one. But then he makes him in a game, and it's just so much fun to see. I mean, the kid came here as a shortstop and a pitcher. Yeah. And now he's wow. like one of the best center fielders. <laughs> I think he's the best center fielder in the country. And to, to see him, you know, to make those catches, I mean, it's just – you know, he's so frustrated at the plate right now. But that's a long answer to your question because I can talk about Jalen Guy until, you know, <laughs> forever. Yeah. But uh, that play, to me, kind of defined um, where we were and where we wanted to go, and it may have switched on that play. Mm. Wow, pretty cool. Well, yep. thank you for joining us. Awesome. It was so yeah. awesome to, you know, talk some baseball with you and excited to see what you guys can do the rest of the season. Thanks, and we'll get Stanley. We'll try to get Stanley his own deal. I think he should be the bat dog. He should be the bat dog. Um, we need like a little okay. jersey for him, like a little t-shirt. Okay. You've just, you've just opened the door yeah. to something that there's no going. You back. know Stanley's a hundred pound yellow lab. I didn't. Oh, really? That's yeah, a beautiful massive. dog, then, huh? He's so well. He is saying all the right things. Right, want right to see? Now. Want to see some pictures? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Stop the interview. <laughs> Thanks. Coach. We had one of those. We had a bat dog in Greensboro for the ACC tournament. See, this yeah. is what I'm talking about. It's just going to reach the next level. You know that next level that right. we've been talking yeah, about with yeah, super the, regional. Yeah, that's Stanley uh-huh. is Stanley's. The I've already talked to Matt Warner about having him an office dog because when was the last time you had a dog around? and you're like in a bad mood every day I, that I go home uh, <laughs> that's because do- his dog, dog eats the like, host. what did eat you up today yeah so uh, yeah so so Jalen's play changed our season in my th- and you think Stanley can change the direction of the postseason <laughs> yeah the direction of the program <laughs> the, oh, wow. Oh, wow okay yeah. he's only a year and a half thanks coach All right. <laughs> You know, I'm really excited to hear how supportive Coach Jackson is with Stanley oh, and it all bringing comes him back to the to games. Dog. Um, I am just really pumped to see the future of Flames baseball bark in the park constantly. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just excited to watch the program over the next five years because that's the truth. He's only been here for five years. Like, it feels like he's been here forever. But at the same time, the amount of success that they've had in five years and just he'll keep growing this place. Ah, it's he you think about the coaches that are here. Yeah. Like Liberty is so like blessed. Seriously. Totally. Like those like Coach Jackson, Richie, Hugh Freeze get so much of the credit, right? Those are kind of the most uh recognizable sports, highest profile. But then you keep going down the line. The, like there is not a coach here that has not one had success. Or that you feel like is they're doing everything right and it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's it's so awesome. Scott Jackson, just another example. A little tidbit. I don't I don't even know if Coach Scott Jackson knows this, but our kids were baptized together. Oh, is that right? Right after each other at oh, TRBC. Cool. It was like his, it was like his first year. I think it was his first year here. Maybe the start of his second year. And we were in line together, but I, you know, how many, time, how many of your place. kids were getting baptized? It was actually my but, first, it was my, oh, okay. my oldest daughter, but I didn't want to be like, Hey coach, good yeah. to see you. Know, Can you sign my yeah. 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 No. Um, another thing that is really neat to see about Scott Jackson is 
just how passionate he is about the sport of baseball. He's not just worried about his team and the success of his team. He wants to see and and help the sport grow where, yeah, where the issues right. are, you know, like he's aware of those issues and what's needed in order to further the sport moving forward. He, he, yeah. And he's the perfect guy for this program yeah. for this time. Really is. And as exciting as this season has been, and hopefully will continue to be, and they go to a regional and all that. And I think they have all the pieces to do that. Like they're not, they're not slowing down. No. Like people will want to play for him. High profile people will want to play for him. Guys that have you know are going to go on and play in the big leagues hopefully one day, and uh, and then we get to cover those people. So and that'll be Stanley fun. gets yeah. to pick up the bats for those and, players. Uh, All right. Boy. So what is the review? Hold on, real fan- fast, Red. Do you want to give a quick softball mention? We should we should mention yeah, their yeah, success over the sure. weekend as well. Uh, so yeah, over the weekend swept Kennesaw State. A uh, couple one nail biter, but I knew like Kennesaw State took two or three here at Liberty. I didn't have a doubt in my mind, especially hey, after back. that Virginia Tech win that they would have uh, swept them. So a big sweep. They win the North Division, number one seed going in, and uh, good for them. Yeah, more history being made by the Bishop Twins as well. Again, Liberty is just winning. Just keep winning, (laughs) It's so much more fun to cover sports that are just winning across the board. I will say this. If for some reason, too, softball is not able to win the conference tournament, as much as they've done through the regular season, they should get an automatic bid. Like you look at Kansas State's really and their good. schedule, like who they've played, yeah, yeah, has like, been extremely impressive. Like you've played the top ten in the nation pretty close. You've only had one blowout game, and then you you beat Virginia Tech here at home. That was such a that was probably one of my favorite moments of the last couple of years. Just seeing Caroline Hudson had struggled at the plate this year. Really good player. Like you know, she's one of those players where like you, you were know, hyping she, her up before the year. Yeah, Wasn't yeah. she the one that you were really high she was. on? Going she was into actually the one of my top uh, three when I said players to watch that are freshmen coming in. She was one of those three, but the bat just could not get going for her. But her arm had been great. She'd thrown out, I think, twenty six of forty uh base stealers. Yeah. Like something wow. ridiculous. And then um yeah, so then perfect timing for her. Just gets that first jack. And then when she came back up in the bottom of the ninth, I was like, it would not surprise me if she did it again. That's in your mind. Yeah. You don't want to say it. But it's in my mind. And boom, she hits. And I'm like, yeah, good stuff. Like, it was funny. I was in Dot's office and she was like, I was praying. I was praying like, Lord, just, you know, I'm not saying I need it to be a home run, but just like make some <laughs> solid contact. Yeah. And she yeah. hit like, I think a grounder, like a hard, hard shot to second. And then like the next time she was up, she hit the bomb. Don't so. you wish as a broadcaster, you had the guts to say that like before it happened? Yes. Like I, that happened to me in Saturday's game. Brady Gulakowski was up late and I was, I was this close to being like, you know what? I think he's going to take, he's just going to take one out of here. Yeah. And I'm like, no, because if he doesn't do it, that'll I'll look stupid. And then, <laughs> yeah, right? Like next pitch, ding, home yeah. run. I'm like, no. If, if I was <laughs> calling, if I was calling baseball and he hit a home run, I'd be like, Gulagowski. That's um, why we haven't probably asked to <laughs> call baseball, but side yeah. yeah. Side <laughs> okay. Football. And then Stanley would run on the field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's close this thing out right. so our, our fans can, uh, our listeners right. can Once again, get on with their day. <laughs> please feel free to rate, review the show uh, on iTunes or wherever else you can do it. But we do have a new um, uh, always so scared. review. Oh. I'm, I'm only going to read the first line of this one. Remember, the last one that we read was very complimentary. Yes. It said it loved the way we interacted, our chemistry, and that Emily deflects our ribbing with feminine grace. Oh. So that we loved that. <laughs> Well, this one takes a little bit different approach. Okay. I'll only read the first sentence. It says, the guests have all been super good, but the best episodes are the ones when Emily is on vacation. 
So there you go. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. They did still give us uh, four stars, though. So Thank you. Yeah. Matt, you cannot rate. I did not put that in. I did not. The- that is not my review. That's not mine. It might be Rhett. I don't know. No, I would never. No. Oh, my gosh. Well. I'm sure they're just joking. De- deflect it with feminine grace. How many have you been on holiday for? I think one or yeah, two. Yeah, I got to host that one. <laughs> and yeah, this is that was. I appreciate that. This is the thing. I, don't, I haven't seen the rest of the review, uh, but you can't say that and not give me feedback. Like, unless you just don't like me, which is fine. I'm getting fired up. Yeah, we gotta go. Yeah. Obviously, they don't. I don't like I mean, when people don't like me, but at the same time, it's just hey, like. failure first. <laughs> <laughs> failure first, uh, over and out. We'll see you guys next week.